There we go. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? Hope you are doing well this morning. So just an update, if you're wondering how uh, long it takes for a LASIK operation to work, it's been about exactly one week now. I'm just under one week, and my eyes are almost 20-20. And when I say LASIK, it's not a – I didn't actually have a full LASIK operation. It was actually a – I think there's possibly a couple of people who might know what I'm talking about, but a, a surface ablation, advanced surface ablation. So they actually didn't – they normally just cut this flap, pick up your eye, laser your eye, and then put this flap back on. I actually had the surface – done it on the surface of my eye. So it takes a little bit longer to heal than maybe the normal um, LASIK operation. But that said, I can see well enough to read and I can see well enough to operate my computer, drive to my office this morning. So that was nice. Um, but anyways, I'm going to go ahead and pick up uh, where I left off. Uh, we've been going through this portion of, of Pilgrim's Progress that is something that it's it's a it it takes up quite a few pages. This conversation between Christian, faithful, and talkative, and up until this point, talkative has been this had had, it, had sounded like a really great friend to faithful. It sounded like that this person was a great person to have in his life. It sounded like this person was someone who believed all the same things, did all the same things, and and just sounded like something they should have in their lives. Uh, but the problem was he was a hypocrite. And, and Christian points that out. He says, hey, you know, he doesn't point it out to, to talk it of right away. He just says, hey, faithful, I think you need to be careful because the man that you're speaking to is someone who... Uh, says one thing and does another. And, and so now this conversation has begun between faithful and talkative. And he says, hey, tell me, how does someone know that the power of grace is in their heart? And he tells him, well, he hates, he cries out against sin. And, and faithful corrects him and says, no, crying out against sin is one thing. He has to hate it too. And talkative says, no, what's the difference? What's the difference between crying out against sin and then hating sin? Actually hating sin. And then faithful explains to him, well, there's a big difference. Anybody can cry out against um, sin by policy, but to actually hate sin, to have an antipathy versus an empathy uh, with sin is is, t is a whole other thing. And where he reminds Talkative of Lot's, not Lot's wife, uh, I believe it's Potiphar's wife, uh, the uh, master, Joseph's master in the Old Testament who cried out and said, hey, this man tried to do horrible things with me. But in private, she was the one who, who actually uh, started these things. And so that's where we pick, uh, pick up this morning. Uh, let me see. I had uh, something here. Let me reply to that. In about 10 minutes. There we go. So here we go. So now Faithful says, okay, 
let me ask you, um, you said there was two things that you can know that there's a work of grace in the heart. And so faith, so he says, all right, what is the second thing whereby you would prove a discovery of a work of grace in the heart? And Tocqueville says, well, great knowledge of gospel mysteries. And let me just make sure, I don't, I'm not sure if y'all are hearing this uh, text messages come through. There we go. And Faithful says, um, well, before Faithful says that, this this idea that this is how you know um, that there is a work of grace in the heart, there's this reminder of gospel mysteries. There is gospel mysteries and there is doctrines to understand, but remind, we're reminded in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, Paul says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains. Remember, this is this is that those people who cried out and said, Lord, we did many wonderful works and we did miracles. We did all these things. He says, and I have not charity. Don't have any love in my heart. I am nothing. Faithful tells responds to talk of when he says, "Well, you know, you would know if the second way you know if you have if you understand these gospel mysteries." And faithful says, "This sign should have been first, but first or last, it is also false. For knowledge, great knowledge, may be obtained in the mysteries of the gospel, and yet no work of grace in the soul." Again, uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. So it's possible to know, to know in part, and to prophesy in part. Yea, if a man have all knowledge, he may, be, he may yet be nothing, and so consequently be no child of God. When Christ said, do ye know all these things? And the disciples said, yes. He added, blessed are ye if ye do them. He doth not lay the blessing in the knowledge of them, but in the doing of them. For there is not, oh, for there is a knowledge that is not attended with doing. He that knoweth his master's will and doeth it not, we're reminded. A man may know like an angel and yet be no Christian. Therefore, your sign, says faithful to talk of, your sign is not true. Indeed, to know is a thing that pleaseth talkers and boasters, but to do is that which pleaseth God. God's not impressed with the knowledge. He simply looks to see if we do. I was reminded of this in Job this morning as I listened to Job and the, and the conversation between Job and his friends. Not that the heart can be good without knowledge, for without that the heart is not. Knowledge is necessary. There are therefore two sorts of knowledge. Knowledge that resteth in the bare speculation of things, like understanding, hey, this is this is probably true, this is logically true. 
And then knowledge that is accompanied with the grace of faith and love, which puts a man upon doing even the will of God from the heart. The first of these will serve the talker, but without the other, the true Christian is not content. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. That's a direct reference to the Psalms. Talker says, hey, you, you lie at the catch again for this. This is not for edification. He says, you're, you're trying mind tricks on me right now. You're, you're trying some uh, reverse psychology on me. I don't like what you're saying. And we have a note from the author. He says, sure, this is, but he says, I, it is, but certainly for self-examination and soul, self-examination and soul direction. Better so than to be edified in false, better so than to be edified in false hopes and soul deceivings. S-O-U-L, soul deceivings. Uh, What good is edification if it is false edification, if it's not real? This is, he's telling him these things not to edify him, but that he would examine himself and examine his direction. I think that's huge. Uh, Direction implies uh, movement. Faithful says, well, if you please, Propound another sign, how this work of grace discover itself where it is. So he says, okay, if these two, if, if my responses to your evidences, you're not happy with those things, then give me another uh, way to know. How does someone know that there's a work of grace in their heart? And talk says, no, not I, for I see we shall not agree. And so he's like, no, I'm not going to talk to you anymore about this because you're just not going to agree with me anymore. Faithful says, all right, well, if you will not, will you give me leave to do it? You allow me to tell you how I believe the work of grace discovers itself, how how you know it's there. And talk says, you may use your liberty. Faithful begins to preach to him the gospel. He says, a work of grace in the soul discovereth itself either to him that hath it or to standers by. To him that hath it, it shows it this way. And we have a couple of references to scripture uh, that we'll read first. Uh, Psalms 119 and verse 34. Psalms 119, Psalms 119 verse 34 Give me under, or this is in reference to that passage that I read earlier. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. So, and then John, uh, John 16, 8. John 16, 8. May that be our cry to God. Let me understand what I'm hearing, what I'm reading. And I will follow it. I will keep your law. John 16, 8 and 9 says, And when he is come, 
he will reprove this the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me so how does the work of grace in the soul show itself to the to to the person who has it well, number 1 it gives him conviction of sin especially of the defilement of his nature and the sin of unbelief for the sake of which he is sure to be damned if he findeth not mercy at God's hand by faith in Jesus Christ so the sin uh, especially of the defilement you know the sin that defiles a man but then especially the sin of unbelief this sight and sense of things worketh in him sorrow and shame for his sin so the the grace to know grace is in the heart how to know it's in your own heart well it begins by being convicted of of your sin and being able to see it and sense what it is doing in your life which that begins to produce sorrow and shame this is how you know jeremiah 31:19 is a reference we have here jeremiah 31:19 says surely after that i was turned i repented and after that i was instructed i smote upon my thigh i was ashamed yea even confounded because i did bear the reproach of my youth mm. after i was turned i repented and after i was instructed i smote my thigh and was ashamed wow sure that was jeremiah 31:19 he findeth moreover revealed in him the savior of the world and the absolute necessity of closing with him for life ha huh, that's interesting he puts that he he finds moreover revealed in him the savior of the world and the absolute necessity of closing with him for life at which he findeth hungerings and thirstings after him to which hungerings etc the promise is made now according to the strength or weakness of his faith in his savior so is his joy and peace so is his love to holiness and so are his desires to know him more and also to serve him in this world but though i say it discovereth itself thus unto him yet it is but seldom he is able to conclude that this is a work of grace because he because his corruptions now and his abused reason make his mind to misjudge in this manner therefore in him that hath this work there is required a very sound judgment before he can with steadiness conclude that this is a work of grace so he says now when you look to yourself and you examine yourself to see whether you be in the faith or not as paul exhorted us to do he says you can look to yourself see if this sorrow 
and shame is there for your sin. See if you hunger after that Savior that was revealed to you. If you you just want, you thirst after him, you, you want him. See if that's there. But even if you see all that there, be careful because very rarely is this some, if if you do find these things, know that you have a very, uh, you have a, a very corrupt and deceitful heart and that this is just the beginning of knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, there is a work of grace in your heart. So to others, to the people around you, it is, this is how it's discovered. This is how they know people around you know that you have a work of grace. One, by an experimental confession of faith in Christ. This is uh, stated clearly in Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 9 and 10. Romans uh, 10 and verse 9 and 10. I'm pretty sure I know these verses. Uh, Romans 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So this is how people around you begin to know. Because you confess it to them. You tell them of the faith that you have. Not That's not all. But this is um, a confession of what you've experienced. Of, of that work. What that, and people say, oh, don't look for an experience. Okay, yes, I I can see the point in that, but you should be able to experience the work of grace. I mean, that's not something that happens. Grace is not work in a person's life, and no one knows it, and a person not know it. So that's that's an experience, to experience the love of God, uh, the grace of God, and then you confess that, um, that you confess that. Um, faith that you have in Christ. Uh, again, an experimental, conf- he puts it as an experimental conf- confession of faith in Christ. Number two, by a life answerable to that confession, to it a life of holiness, heart holiness, family holiness, if he hath a family, and by conversation, holiness in the world, which in general teacheth him inwardly to abhor his sin and himself for that in secret for that in secret to suppress it in his family and to promote holiness in the world not by talk only as a hypocrite or talkative person may do but by a practical subjection in faith and love to the power of the world and now sir as to this brief description of the work of grace and also the discovery of it if you have ought to object, if not, then give me leave to propound you a second question. If you have an objection, let me know. But if not, I want to continue. Uh, I want to give you a question. 
So we have a note here from the author. And he says, this and this only is what will evidence that we are real disciples of Christ, that we honor his name, his truths, and recommend his religion in the world. Without this power of godliness, we have only a name to live while we are dead to the power of the gospel. Examine yourself. Look on your ways. And this is completely in alignment with scripture. This is completely in alignment with not just a couple verses, but the theme of the entire scriptures from beginning to end. And and state and while it is also the theme, it is also explicitly, implicitly stated in many of the final um, books of scripture uh, in regards to the love uh, in a Christian's life. So uh, I do want to continue, but I'm going to go ahead and stop there. And uh, we'll pick up, Lord willing, tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for joining this morning. Uh, always, uh, just a reminder: feel free to comment uh, in the comments here. I'm able to, I should be able to see those <clears throat> if you're commenting on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, if you want to continue this conversation, or have, or, or want to continue it outside of, of this time now um, here, uh, message me. Um, I also have there's a an app that allows for some open conversation called Clubhouse that I. Um, in the future might have some of these conversations um, there. But anyways, um, so yeah, like I said, feel free to message me or, or talk on the side. I've had, I've had a couple people do that, and I enjoy and appreciate that. Um, but anyways, hope you all have a great day. Uh, remember to keep these things in mind. And uh, to remember to examine yourself. Look, look at, look at uh, your own life. And and take note. So anyways, guys, thank you all again so much for checking in. Hope you all have a great day. And God bless you. Take care.